0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to Disney On Demand's annual not-so-scary month-long celebration. Get your costumes on, bags in hand, and trick-or-treat. It's time, D-heads. Disney Blue presents... Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: Alright, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, the only show that's going to bring you all kinds of tidbits, fun, and quirkiness from your lifetime of Disney. And this week, we continue with our second annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. As we're keeping it dark, we're keeping it spooky, and we're celebrating Halloween here at the show all month long. And this week for show number 50 for the week of October 17th, 2013, we're gonna open those doors to the Haunted Mansion because we have the one and only Dina Waters stopping in here at the show. Now, Dina was part of the Haunted Mansion movie from the Walt Disney Company. She's also been part of great films like Just Like Heaven, Freaky Friday, and many other TV shows like Six Feet Under, Greg the Bunny, and many others including Modern Family most recently and Dina's gonna stop in and talk about her entire career what it's like being part of this great Disney film portraying an attraction from the theme parks as being part of the film The Haunted Mansion and many other tidbits throughout her career including talking about her favorite time of the year Halloween as well. In addition, we have the D team back. We have Aaron back as he's going to reach his hand to that virtual mailbag and answer a variety of questions for you in I Want to Know, as he's going to answer all those questions about creepy places to visit, questions about the theme parks, and many other goodies from the virtual mailbag. We also have Lexi back, our D team member from Down Under, as Lexi's going to bring you some Halloween fun as she uncovers more about our special guest here this week. Dina Waters. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire and all kinds of fun all show long, as I am excited, I'm giddy, and it is week two of our month-long celebration for our second annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. So get ready, all of you D-Heads, because we have all kinds of spooks, ghouls, monsters, and more, and just look over your shoulder for those hitchhiking ghosts. So let's officially kick off show number 50 for the week of October seventeenth, two 2013. And let's jump on that doom buggy and take you for a ride.
2: Welcome to the villain dance, mix and mingle. It's sure to be a frightfully fun evening. Not having fun would be a grave error indeed. <laughs>
3: These pleasant party-goers And in such festive attire How incredibly clever (laughs) Now, listen well The time has come The moment's here The black of night draws ever near Music, lights, a bit of fire To shake the night is our desire The howl of a wolf on this moonlit night calls to us with eerie delight. For your fears this hour mix and mingle in with my great power. We now begin! It's time for me to summon here some of your darkest foes. They're frightful, yet delightful, sure to liven up this show. (laughs) Two ghastly villains, enter now and bring to all a fight. It's time to bring this castle down and revel through the night. year long you get to have your fun but october's here and now your fun is done it's our turn to celebrate our way we're gonna give it all we got on our holiday
0: this dance only comes around once in a year For all our green, ghoulish friends to appear We're going to trick, not treat Go from door to door
4: You're sure to see something never seen before
3: You better pay attention. You better beware. You never know when a ghost will appear out of the mist and the atmosphere.
4: Goblins and ghouls, skeletons and bats, monsters, fools. Don't forget the black cats. You may think you have a very scary look, but it doesn't measure up to the captain with the (laughs) hook.
2: ghost host it's a sort of a moon city retirement home for worn out witches ghosts goblins and similar death of the party types where every night is halloween but before we go inside let me show you around the ground watch the gate clyde as you can see our security patrol keeps an eye on the grounds and our pet birds keep an eye on the security patrol now watch your step we just poured some new quicksand over here are complete recreational facilities for our physical fitness program Take our house jazz group right on fellas our retirement plan is the living <laughs>
0: Happy Halloween from all of us at DizRadio.com. Keep it spooky. Blues, Disney on demand.
3: Ooh, I thought you were dead. But,
2: uh... With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
5: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the
3: planet. Was this baby? We'll never be
4: alive.
2: You
1: just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, well, you decided to tune in, take that break from building those costumes and tune in to our second annual not-so-scary Halloween editions here at the show. And, yes, we are in the heart of week two of our month-long celebration, and you tuned in for another magical installment here at Disney On Demand for show number 50 for the week of October 17th, 2013. So, all of you D-heads, we have all kinds of things on the horizon. As you've already noticed... We're continuing to celebrate Halloween here at the show, and I am excited. As I mentioned last week here at the show, it is my favorite time of the year. I am excited for this. I am ecstatic. I love Halloween, and I've been celebrating it all month long with my kids, and there's more to come on that about my costumes and many other things. And this week, I am giddy because we are taking that trip to the Haunted Mansion movie as we have none other than Dina Waters stopping in here at the show. And you remember Dina as Emma the maid who brought some of that comedy relief to the film as she interacted with Eddie Murphy's kids throughout the film, and she's also been in other Disney classics like Freaky Friday and fantastic television shows like Six Feet Under, Greg the Bunny, and many others and dina's gonna be stopping in here to celebrate halloween and reminisce about all of her different films and involvement especially with the Haunted Mansion. So get ready for that. We have the D-Team here and many other things. So before I jump into news, hot off the D-Wire, all of you D-Heads, I'm going to give you different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, and more, including our Lifetime of Disney player with over 300-plus television shows, specials, and more that you can listen to while you work right there in your cubicle at Disney Dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, including, as I mentioned, all 50 shows in our archives right there in our archives page. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also connect up with us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search. Yes, you guessed it. Yeah, you did, because I say it every single week. Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, and be sure to get our free iPhone app and many other ways to stay connected here at the show. So, with that said, all of you d heads, it's time to slam open the mansion doors and jump right into news here this week. So, hot off the news, first thing, how many of you, show of hands, even though I can't see your hands, I'm going to take your word for it, how many of you sat down as a family, you sat down with your kids, and you watched Toy Story of Terror this last week? I know we did, and it was fantastic. I mean, Disney and Pixar did not skip a beat. I mean, Toy Story of Terror proved to be fantastic. Now, I was curious as to, you know, what it was going to entail. Was it going to be pre-Andy or after Andy? And the one thing I like is they just picked up right where the third film left off. I mean, right there. They're back on the road. And the story was fantastic. I mean, it had some humor. It didn't talk down to kids. I mean, it was really good as a parent. I really enjoyed it. My kids loved it. And it was funny. It was just long enough. And I think this is going to be a new Halloween tradition to add to our collection. Uh, what did you think of it, all VD heads? I mean, I really thought it was good. They didn't skip a beat. There were some key characters I would have liked to see on there, but I understand that they were driving, it was toys in a suitcase. So you can't have your entire, entire toy collection there. So, you know, I understand that premise, but we had the classics. We had Jesse and, you know, Woody and Buzz and, you know, a lot of great people in there. So, you know, what did you think of it? You know, shoot us an email, let us know, drop us a line. And, you know, I'm really curious as to see if you, you really liked it. Did it live up to the hype that everyone's been talking about for months on end? But I know we really enjoyed it uh, in the Johnson household as we all gathered up as a family. And uh, it is on the DVR, so it is getting played pretty often. Now, since I am talking about Halloween specials, now this isn't news, but I am going to go into it a little bit. How about Disney classics? Now, everybody always talks about the standard Disney classics that are their favorites, like, you know, Trick or Treat with Donald Duck and many of those. But what about all the other films that are out there that could be part of the Disney classic tradition to celebrate Halloween? We all remember Disney's Halloween Treat, a Disney Channel Halloween. But also, how about the Halloween Town franchise? And some that I personally remember, and if you've been listening to our show, Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity. There's also great films like Under Wraps. I mean, a lot of great films have been made for the Disney Channel that are great Halloween classics. I mean, really good ones. I mean Girl vs. Monster, My Mom's Dating a Vampire. I mean, a lot of great Disney films out there have been around for the Disney classics. Mind you, the plethora of TV shows that they have that have Disney elements that are Halloween. I mean, even looking back to House of Mouse, there was uh, Halloween with Hades, where he took over the House of Mouse for Halloween. Now, this was in addition to the House of Villains DVD where it was another Disney compilation that came out not too long ago, as you heard Paige from the D-Team talk about last week here at the show. So there's a variety of different ones. Now, what I'm doing is I'm asking all of you D-heads out there what are your favorite, like, underrated Disney Halloween specials? Shoot us an email, DizRadio, D-I-Z Radio, at gmail.com, and let us know. I want to know what are some that are some underrated Disney Channel Halloween favorites that you have to watch. I mean, my kids personally love the Happy Hauntings uh, sing-along DVD as well, which is great. I love it as well. It's, it's fun. It's enjoyable to watch. So, what are yours? Now, getting into the news, let's jump right into... A birthday celebration and how about the 90th anniversary of the walt disney company that kicked off this last week that's right on october 16th it was the official 90th anniversary of the walt disney company and i just want to take this time i'm not going to go too much into the company we know the history and it's not a history lesson here But I do want to thank the Disney brothers of Roy and Walt for all the fantastic memories. 90 years of your company going strong. 90 years of bringing magic and memories and, you know, memories that my parents grew up with. Pass them down to me, and now I'm passing them down to my children. I am truly grateful. 90 years of the Walt Disney Company. I mean, it is fantastic that they've made it this long, and... You know, the company's gonna keep going and it's gonna keep creating magic. So pushing right along in Disney news, let's get to some DVD releases since it is Halloween and how about Gravity Falls? Six Strange Tales. Now, debuting this last Tuesday, we all know the TV show Gravity Falls. I personally love it. It's fun, it's quirky, and it's full of wit. And Gravity Falls Six Strange Tales officially hit DVD this last Tuesday. And with Halloween near, pumpkins carved, and all things spooky in the air, it seemed fitting that they venture into the favorite destination of Oregon in Gravity Falls. Now, Gravity Falls Six Strange Tales has six great episodes of the Gravity Falls series. Everything from the debut pilot episode all the way through some of our favorites, including a free exclusive mystery book, Journal number 3. Now, these journal books, you know, are exclusive in the show. They're the things that help them uncover all the strange happenings of Gravity Falls with Dipper and Mabel. And now you can also get your very own free Gravity Falls postcards and your free journal book number 3 as part of the Gravity Falls Six Strange Tales. Now, you can get this right now officially online. You can find it at Target, Walmart, you name it. But it's something special to add that little Halloween fun, something quirky, very X-Files for children-ish. I personally love Gravity Falls. So, you know, check it out, pick it up. Now, moving right along into live entertainment, how about Feld Entertainment and Marvel Entertainment unveiling the all-new details on Marvel Universe Live, the ultimate Marvel arena spectacular. Now, we all know Feld Entertainment, who brings us the Disney on Ice franchise. Now, Juliet Feld, executive vice president and producer with Feld Entertainment, unveiled the first sneak peek of next year's groundbreaking arena spectacular, Marvel Universe Live, produced by Feld Entertainment. Now, during Marvel's signature Cup of Joe panel at the New York Comic-Con, they officially released the Marvel Universe Live logo in conjunction with a variety of Comic-Con appearances. Now, they went in to talk about a variety of different things that are happening with this, including the newest things that we can expect out of this kind of spectacular. As they have noted, for the Marvel Universe Live, we have assembled and accomplished a creative team together to develop these characters in a truly authentic production for the millions of Marvel fans around the world. The touring event will be most technically advanced live show to date and bring the Marvel Universe to its bigger than life superheroes and supervillains before an audience for the first time ever. You can definitely check it out. It's gonna be hitting a tour of over 85 North American cities in the first two years, and it's gonna officially kick off in July of 2014. If you wanna find out more about this and check it out, you can visit www.marveluniverselive.com. Com. Now, stepping aside and getting into the Disney parks, how about glow with the show at the Disney Hollywood Studios? That's right. We all love things that light up. They go bump in the night. Okay, well, not in the night, because it is a little bit different here. But we all love things that light up. Whether that's at Fantasmic, we have light-up Mickey ears, we have swords. Whether that's Main Street USA at night, well, Fantasmic, the nighttime spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park, is shifting in with glow with the show mode beginning this last Tuesday. Now, the show is now enhanced with guests wearing new mousier hats that change colors along to provide choreography synced with music and events within the production. Now we've seen this kind of thing happen before at Disneyland in California when they did this with their Nighttime Spectacular as well. Now also as an addition as of October 19th coming up this weekend, the ears will also participate in Wishes during the Magic Kingdom's fireworks show. Now eventually Disney plans to use the headpieces during the Osborne Family of Light Spectacle during Christmas and also celebrate the Magic Castle Projection at the Magic Kingdom. Now, these are fantastic. I mean, I think they're great. Now, the ear hats are sold for $25 at the Hollywood Studios and the Magic Kingdom. Now, the new hats are not required for a phantasmic admission, so... Mind you, you don't have to buy them, but it is just a great enhancement. It's something to add some fun and make it work. And if they're going to make it work with fireworks as well and the Castle Projection and the Osborne Spectacle, you're going to get your $25 worth. They understand people don't just want to do it for a Fantasmic, but if you're going to let me, you know, tour the theme parks and really make it work for everything... I'm going to have to get a pair of these just for myself, not just my kids. Now, since we are in the Disney parks, let's continue on, and how about the rumor mill? Now, there's always rumors that are flying around the Disney parks, and how about Disneyland? Notorious for taking their classic attractions and putting a holiday spin on it. Well, everything from the, you know, they have uh, Space Mountain with uh, Ghost Galaxy and the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Well, now the rumor mill is going that the Jungle Cruise is going to be getting a Christmas makeover. Now, we're not sure about this, but uh, I think it could be fun. It could be something. I mean, the Jungle Cruise has long lost its day of actually going into the jungle. Now it's just a staple of the parks. You ride it because you have to. It's part of the fun. It's part of the camp. It's a staple of the parks. So if they're going to, like, you know, make it fun, like the, the rhino chasing the guys at the pole and they're all wearing Santa hats hey, I think it works, or, you know, at the end, uh, just a variety of different things. I mean, I guess you could even have some snowflakes or something projected on the backside of water. But uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool, and we'll see. We'll see if it really happens. I don't want to go too much on it because it is a rumor mill, but what are your thoughts on it? I, I think it could be fun. It could add a little something to the parks. Now, stepping aside from the parks in some aspect, but how about something on a happier note? And how about a Baldwin girl battling cancer? surprised with a trip to Walt Disney World. Now, we hear these stories all the time, and I am a fan of it. I think it's great to just do this for children as well. I think it's great. Now, a dream has come true for one little girl battling cancer. Haley Krolick learned last Wednesday night that she was going on a trip to Walt Disney World with her family. Now, she's currently battling Wilms Tumor, a type of rare kidney cancer that occurs in children. Now, the seven-year-old was diagnosed in March and has been undergoing chemotherapy treatments at the Golisano Children's Hospital. Now, Haley's wish was to visit the Magic Kingdom since she had never been there before. Now, this prize was granted by the Make-A-Wish Foundation and m and Bank, and Haley is most excited to meet Jasmine, her absolute favorite Disney princess. Now, as they have released, the situation obviously you never want, but if you have to go through it, I guess Disney is a good light at the end of the tunnel. Haley's mom had said at the press conference. Now, on Saturday, October 19th, there will be a benefit for Haley at the Timber Tavern in Baldwin from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. to help raise money to pay for some of Haley's health care expenses. Now, this is fantastic. We hear these stories all the time. Now, if you are wondering, this is coming from central New York. So she is battling it up there. So but these are great stories. I mean, these are things that are uplifting. They just make you happy. And, you know, her situation isn't the best. But, you know, being able to bring a smile to a child's face, just, it says a million words right there. Now, pushing right along in news, how about some fun things with Disney? And we always love things that are classic Disney, whether that's from the archives, vintage, things that we remember and love. And we wouldn't be doing this show if that wasn't the case with all of our special guests that we have here on the show. Well, how about let's head to Chicago? Not too far from my destination of where we're based out of, so I might have to take a trip to this. And how about an exclusive Disney exhibit set to open at Chicago's Museum of Science and Industry? An exhibit featuring rare Disney memorabilia is opening at Chicago's Museum of Science and Industry. Treasures of the Walt Disney Archives is celebrating the 90th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. It opened this last Wednesday and runs through February 17th. Now, it's sponsored by by D23, the official Disney fan club. Now, Museum officials say that the exhibit will feature items that haven't been widely seen to the public. This includes drawings, props, costumes, and animation artwork. One example is Disney's original script for the 1928 cartoon debut of Mickey Mouse in Steamboat Willie. There will also be props for movies like Mary Poppins, The Princess Diaries, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Disney CEO Robert Iger said in a statement that the company is happy to offer a rare glimpse into its history. Now, I'm I am excited about this. I think it's going to be awesome and I'm going to have to take a trip to it. So if any of you D heads out there are in my surrounding area and you want to meet up and you know, have a Disney on demand meetup at this exhibit, let us know, drop us a line and let's make it happen because I'm pretty stoked about it. Now moving into Disney gaming, how about Disney Infinity? Now Disney Infinity has now unveiled Toy Story in space play sets that are coming. Now in the newest trailer, the video shows an alien world in which characters including Buzz Lightyear, Jesse, and Woody are navigating around. Now it also showcases the toy box mode, which allows players to build their own worlds to populate with characters from the Disney properties. Now, the Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skellington, has been announced for release on October 25th, with characters from Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, and Tangled arriving on November 29th. Now, this is just the latest in the Disney Infinity. Now, they have been selling units like crazy. We announced this last week here at the show, and they just keep going and going, and now at the newest, these are just some additions, and I personally am excited to get the Jack Skellington ones. I don't play the games a lot, but I know my nephew does, and I gotta get it for him because I love Jack Skellington. Now, getting back to Disney movies, how about some news hot off the D Wire this week in Mar Vista to rep the Disney Channel movie coming? That's right, Mar Vista Entertainment has picked up the distribution rights for Zapped, a Disney Channel movie produced by Off Leash Teleproductions from Muse Distribution. Now, Zapped is inspired by the book, Boys Are Dogs, penned by Leslie Margolis. Now, the film, which stars Zendaya from Shake It Up and Dancing with the Stars, is about a teenage dancer who discovers a dog training app that allows her to control the boys in her life. It is scheduled to premiere on Disney Channel around the globe and on Canada's Family Channel next year. As they have officially released, I have been fortunate to team up with the respected exclusive producers, Michael Prupas and Joel Rice, and their number of movies over the past three years that have been great successes. Now, Zapped is a great addition to this slate, and they are excited to bring it to the Disney Channel. You can look for this coming very soon, sometime next year, and... uh you know, add it to your Disney Channel viewing for uh, any of your tweens out there. Now, we are closing down in news here this week. We got a lot of news hot off the D-Wired D-Heads, and I barely made a tap in it so far, but how about Bark for Life? Disney CPD canine units are set to appear. That's right, Disneyland Resort's canine security units, a Disneyland ambassador, and a local television news reporter are going to be featured on the third annual Chino Valley Bark for Life, an American Cancer Society fundraiser to be held on Saturday, October 19th at Chino Hills. Now, the non-competitive walk and festival for dogs at With Their Humans are going to be held from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Boys Republic in Chino Hills. The registration begins at 8.30 a.m., Now, a cross-country 5K walk will also be offered for a $10 per person fee. Now, a dog companion is not necessary, but they would like it to, you know, help, since it is a canine unit walk. Now, the Disneyland Resort Security Canine Unit will attend the Chino Valley Bark for Life, marking its first community event outside the Anaheim Amusement Park. Now, the unit will be accompanied by the Disneyland Resort Ambassador Sachiko White, one of two spokesmen for the amusement park. If you want to get more details about this definitely check it out. All you got to do is search bark for life the Disney CPD K9 units. All right, all of you d heads. well, with that said, I'm going to wrap up and take a break, get something to drink here. There is still tons of news to hot off the D-Wire. You have not heard the last of me. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that Pixie Vacations is the official sponsor of DizRadio.com, and the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacation by Disney and make it the most memorable. Definitely contact all the agents at Pixie Vacations at PixieVacations.com. So all of you d heads, with that said, I'm going to take a drink of some hot apple cider that I have sitting by my side here this week. Yes, it's not candy corn soda. It's hot apple cider here this week. But I'm going to release the reins to Aaron as he's going to reach his hand into that virtual mailbag and answer all of your questions. And I want to know. We definitely have some more fun for our second annual Not So Scary Halloween celebration as we continue to celebrate Halloween here all month long and all show long. And we're also gearing up for our very special guest here this week, Dina Waters, to be stopping in very shortly and talk about being part of Disney's Haunted Mansion movie, Freaky Friday, and more. So stay tuned, all of you D-heads, and uh, I'm going to release the reins for some spooky fun. Be right back.
5: We only want to socialize, but I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeletons shout startling shrilly screams. They'll sneak from their sarcophagus and just won't leave you. Bags of bones seem so unsafe It's semi-serious Mansion. One well, night not long ago, two teenagers were walking home from a date. The night was cool and lightning broke through the sky. The wind began to blow and the lightning cracked again. Thunder rolled across the heavens and changed this pleasant evening into a night to be remembered. Karen held Mike's hand tightly as they began to walk faster down that dark street. The lightning struck again and illuminated the front of the old mansion. It began to rain. Mike and Karen ran toward the old house, through the old iron gate, and onto the porch for protection. Protection? If only they had known.
3: Look at that rain come down. We'll never get home on time. Sure we will. It's not quite midnight. This old porch isn't going to keep us dry, though.
6: What are you doing?
3: Trying to get the front door open. No one lives here. We can wait inside until
2: the storm's over.
3: Not me. I'm not going in that old house. I'd rather stay out here and get wet. There. Come on, don't be afraid. I'll light a match.
1: Well be.
4: This house is still full of furniture. It's as though someone still lived here.
3: There's a candelabra. Light some candles.
4: Good
5: evening.
3: Who said that?
5: I think it came from that marble statue.
3: Mike, let's get out of here!
7: Hey, this is Dietrich Bader, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs>
4: Together, cruel and Ella to fit her meanerosity. They call her Cruella de Ville, Cruella de Ville. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to take a sudden chill. Cruella, Cruella de Ville. The curl of her lips, the ice in her stare. All innocent children had better beware She's like a spider waiting for the kill Look after Cruella, Deville At first you think Cruella is the devil But after time has wore away the shock You come to realize You've seen her burning eyes Watching you from underneath a rock This vampire back this inhuman beast She had to be locked up and never released The world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella Deville. She'll take the shirt off your back And then she will pare the skin from Fido's sacroiliac And leave him cold and bare Her dragon breath's in need of chlorophyll Shoo! Such a monster, through well and through Head for the roundhouse, will never you there
7: Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know I hope everyone is getting into the Halloween spirit I personally can't get enough Our virtual mailbag is overflowing, so let's reach in and get some questions for this week. Our first question comes from David from Nevada, and he writes, Aaron, question for you, bro. In Disney's Haunted Mansion Holiday, I recall an opening with a very different soundtrack than what is played now. Was it changed at some point? I'm thinking it was really different from 2001, and then in 2003 or 4, it was changed again. Thanks. Well, the Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite attractions. The Haunted Mansion Holiday takes place shortly after the events of the film it conjoins with, The Nightmare Before Christmas, where Jack Skellington, who tried to create his very own twisted Christmas in a Halloween-style overlay in the movie, now discovers the Haunted Mansion, home to the 999 Happy Haunts. Deciding to spread joy to the mansion's gloomy residents for the holidays, Jack and his creepy crew from Halloween Town bring hundreds of Jack's original evil Christmas presents and decorations to the manor and decked the haunting grounds for a thrilling and chilling holiday for the grim, grinning ghost. On September 13, 2013 which happened to be Friday the 13th, the Haunted Mansion Disneyland opened to the public, outfitted with new effects and set pieces in celebration of its 13th year. Unfortunately, I haven't got to see this yet, but I've heard it's really cool. You're absolutely correct about the soundtrack, David. The attraction's musical score was originally composed by Gordon Goodwin. It was replaced in 2002 with an adapted score by John Debney, based on themes from the film's soundtrack composed by Danny Elfman. Since 2003, Goodwin's original music has been used in the Stretching Room and the Exit Crypt, while the rest of Debney's score remains. If you haven't had a chance to see The Haunted Mansion this time of year, it's well worth a visit. Between this and Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, it really adds to the Halloween spirit. Our next question comes from Melody in Florida and she writes, Hey Diz Radio, love the show, I'm wondering about a show I cannot find anywhere. It was maybe late 80s, early 90s and took place in a weird town. The main star was a boy and he lived in a town where things odd would happen and people didn't really seem to be normal. I know this sounds very vague. But I know it was on the Disney Channel. I just cannot recall the name. Anything you can help me with, I appreciate. Well, Melanie, I believe the show you're referring to is Eerie Indiana. Eerie Indiana was a television series that aired on NBC from 1991 to 1992. A total of 19 episodes were produced. The series revolves around Marshall Teller, a teenager whose family moves to the desolate town of Erie, Indiana, population of 16,661. While moving into his new home, he meets Simon Holmes, one of the few normal people in Erie. Together they are faced with bizarre scenarios which include discovering a sinister group of intelligent dogs that are planning on taking over the world, and meeting a tornado hunter who is reminiscent of Captain Ahab. They also confront numerous urban legends such as Bigfoot and still-living Elvis Presley. Although the show was host to a plethora of jokes, it also had a serious X-Files-like tone. The final episode aired for the first time in 1993 when the series was syndicated on the Disney channel. In 1997, the show generated a new fan base when Fox's children's programming block Fox Kids aired the series... Gained something of a cult following despite its short run. The renewed popularity in the series encouraged Fox to produce a spin off, Erie, Indiana, The Other Dimension, lasting only one season in 1998. The entire series, Erie, Indiana, is available on DVD and also on Hulu. Well, our final question this week comes from Ricardo from the Dominican Republic and he writes Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Simple question for you, the man with all the answers. Mike Fink keelboats was always one of my favorites at Magic Kingdom. What happened to them? Well, thanks for the great compliment, but I think my wife might disagree with the man with all the answers. Mike Fink keelboats were small boats that navigated the rivers of America at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom in the Walt Disney World Resort. An identical attraction called River Road keelboats still exist at Disneyland Park in Disneyland Paris. Mike Fink keelboats were based on the Walt Disney television series later made into feature length films David Crockett's keelboat race and David Crockett and the River Pirates. The boats were free floating and traveled around Tom Sawyer Island. Yet the ride was named after the king of the river who lost the keelboat race. People would sit inside the seating area inside one of the boats with a roof on the top where more people could sit. It was this design issue that caused it to close. On the inside, guests could catch full episodes of Walt Disney's Davy Crockett. The kill boats at Disneyland closed at the end of the summer of on September 6, 1994. It remained closed for nearly a year and a half until coming back in March 1996. The Magic Kingdom's kill boats ran continuously until they finally be till they finally closed in April 2001. At about 5:30 p.m. on May 17, 1997. The Disneyland Gollywumper began to rock side to side. It capsized, dumping a full boatload of passengers into the rivers of America. The boat was removed from the waters for inspection, and neither the Gollywumper nor the Bertha May returned for the next operating season. The Bertha May was put up on Disney's eBay auction site and was sold for $15,000 to Richard Kraft and was later featured in a scene from Kraft's documentary, Finding Kraft One. It was billed as an unseaworthy craft. The Goliwumper returned to Disneyland's Rivers of America as a prop and was moored on the Tomsoil Iron, where passengers on the David Crockett Explorer canoes, and sailing ship Columbia, and Mark Twain Riverboat could see while passing by. Eventually, hull damage caused the boat to flood and sink. It was finally removed from public view in April 2009. A replica that looks more like a keelboat was built. A former Mike Fink keelboat from the Magic Kingdom's version of the attraction today sits as a non-functional prop on the banks of Tom Sawyer Island. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless Imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week. DM. Hey, everybody.
8: Uh, we
0: are still on tour. We just finished a show in Pennsylvania. It is very late right now, but we thought we would take a little bit of time and give you a taste of the holiday coming up if you are in the spirit. So this is one of our Halloween tunes off Once Upon a Never After. We hope you enjoy it. Give me a hot A, buddy. <clears throat> Ooh.
6: Sit by your side, shrouded in the darkness. skies mm. they pretend to tear or die. Grimgrim goes out to socialize. Boom boom boom
4: Love you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Friday is Halloween, and Disney Channel wants you to prepare for 24 hours of back-to-back scare. First, watch Playhouse Disney for some Halloween whimsy. There's Pooh and Bear and the Wiggles, too. This
6: is silly. Then JoJo
4: and Stanley and Ollie. Boo! Then Disney Channel brings you Minnie and Mickey. Wow, the Recess Gang gets a bit tricky. There's Lilo and Stitch and Kim and a sitch We're talking Halloween So don't lose your head Let's do this Watch the Prouds instead ah! Then see Ray as a bunny And Lewis acting funny And Raven shows how To look like a cow Then get horrified I'm a little freaked out When Lizzie gets zombified So spend Halloween with Disney Channel this year and see 24 hours of back-to-back beer. Watch it Friday, scare day, happy Halloween. And now back to Disney Channel's Ha Ha -ha Haunted
1: Halloween. (laughs) All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I want to thank Aaron once again for stopping in and reaching his hand and getting those answers from I want to know for all of you D-heads out there. And if you have any questions for Aaron, definitely shoot him an email, erin at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with him directly through our website. Just go to the D-Team page. Thank you, Aaron, once again for stopping in. So, All show long, all of you D-Heads, we've had some fun things going on. It's the second week in our second annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. As all show long, we're bringing you spooks, ghouls, and Halloween fun. And remember, coming up in just about a week or so, we have a special thing for all of you D-Heads out there. If you're looking for that party mix for your children, for your family, and you just want some fun music to play for Halloween... Stay tuned for our website for that. So with that said, we're gearing up for our special guest here this week, Dina Waters, to be stopping in very shortly here at the show. We have more from the D-Team, so I'm just going to shut up. Let me take a drink here of my apple cider. All right, so let's jump right into D-News, hot off the D-Wire, and uh, let's get back to the theme parks, and let's talk about Avatar Land. Now... This is something that I know people aren't up in arms about. I mean, seriously, some are against it, some are for it. I personally am not a fan of it. I am open-minded, but this last week, there was a sneak peek of the all-new Avatar Land. That's right, two years after Disney announced an Avatar-themed land inside of Animal Kingdom, the company has officially released its first concept art of what the Orlando-based attraction would look like. Now, mind you, this art is fantastic. It does seem like it would be great and, and thrilling, but... It is just art. I mean, we're not going to have flocks of creatures flying in the sky, but some of the things that they do have planned, including some great illuminosity and floating mountains and great lights and nighttime spectaculars, I mean, there's a lot of great things. Soar on the back of a Banshee attractions, and and, I mean, it does look like great art. I, I will say that. It is good. But I'm still not a fan of Avatar being in the park. I just don't think it fits with Animal Kingdom. It's my personal opinion, so I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to try to sway you because everyone is entitled to their personal opinion, but I am open. I do think parks need to expand and they need they need to, you know, have things for people to go to. But I miss original attractions. I want something original again. Alien Encounter, Space Mountain. I mean, things that are just brand new and original, not based off of typical movies and everything else. I want some really cool things here. But, uh, I'll stay open-minded. It does look cool. But on the heels of Avatar getting announced, how about other rumors like a Lord of the Rings land coming to Disney World? Not sure about that. But wannabe hobbits no longer have to journey to New Zealand as Warner Brothers are thinking about bringing a Lord of the Rings-themed attraction to Orlando. Now, this has been rumored for many years that the Walt Disney Company had an eye on Middle Earth with no official confirmation from either Warner Brothers or the Walt Disney Company. Now, this could be just more gossip and rumors as well, but, uh, I think this would be a great thing to add. I mean, I think a Lord of the Rings land would trump Avatar land any day. I think it would be fun, it would be immersive, and it's going to hold up a lot more than Avatar. I mean, seriously, Lord of the Rings is going to be around for generations and generations. Avatar, yeah, it won many awards, but it's a flash in the pan. But, you know, Lord of the Rings could be good. Now, like I said, these are just rumors, so you never really know what's going to happen. But hey, give it a shot. Now, continuing on in the Disney parks, how about some not-so-friendly news hot off the D-Wire and a Naval Academy graduate allegedly attacking three Walt Disney World cast members during the Epcot-themed parks' International Food and Wine Festival this last week. That's right, Austin DeVan Hill. 23 years old only, of Pensacola, Florida, entered a backstage office in East Innoventions Attraction area on last Saturday, where he allegedly punched a cast member who suffered a large gash to his forehead. Now, a second cast member, Timothy, tried to stop him from taking a cargo work cart and was allegedly punched in the face by Hale as well. Now, the Navy man then allegedly grabbed a three-foot-long PVC pipe and smashed a worker, Jessica, in her left cheek. Now, Hill, whom authorities said appeared to be very intoxicated, was subdued by authorities soon after, Now, according to the NavyTimes.com. Now, Navy Times have reported that although Navy officers did not respond to personal inquiries this last Monday, Hill's name is listed on the 2012 Naval Academy graduate list and a biography using the same name and his birthday appears on the football section of the Navy's official athletics website. Now, the two men whom Hill allegedly attacked were treated and released at the hospital, and the woman involved in the incident was treated at the scene. Now, Hill was charged with aggravated battery and two accounts of battery, according to the Orlando Sentinel. Now, this is just, it's one of those rare things. Someone's going to say, that's what happens when you have alcohol at the food and wine festival. It was a rare instance. It was one of those times when something just odd happened. So write it off as that. It wasn't great, but it is something that happened. Let's get into something happier and some of my favorite things and new merchandise because I love merchandise. Don't we all? As Disney fans, don't we always love merchandise? Well, let's get into some great merchandise that is available here and some new Disney Store arrivals for this week. Well, they got a variety of different things, including new holiday tumblers with a straw built in. So if you have those little ones in your house like I do and you want to get something to celebrate the season, there is an all-new Mickey and Minnie and Pluto, all sharing some great holiday fun with Christmas trees and ornaments and mistletoe for only $6.95. There is also the official 2014 official guidebook and Jiminy Cricket When You Wish Upon a Star Shadow Box that is available as well. Now, the Shadow Box is fantastic. It says When You Wish Upon a Star as Jiminy Cricket in it, and it retails for $125, but it is great. I mean, by Dave Avanziano, who you might know has done some fantastic work. Now, in preparation for upcoming films, as Disney is known to do, how about Frozen? And there's even an Elsa plate now you can get some special plates to add to that collection mind you you probably already have Mickey and Minnie and Tiana and Little Mermaid and Cinderella and Jake you name it you probably already have it well now for seven bucks hot or cold you can get a frozen plate as well and finally since I did talk about Jake my kids my boys and my daughter all love Jake and the Neverland Pirate and they love the tv show and they have the first cd well now, here is the third soundtrack to the Disney Junior TV series, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, with Yo-Ho Matey, 20 songs from the show, performed by the Pirate Band and the cast. Now, this is all new, the third installment CD from the favorite franchise on Disney Junior. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, that's going to wrap up news hot off the D-wire here this week. We have more coming up, as we have Dina Waters from The Haunted Mansion. Freaky Friday, Six Feet Under, Greg the Bunny, Modern Family, all stopping in here very shortly to talk with all of us. And we also have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, who's stopping in to give us more about our very special guest here this week, Dina Waters. So with that said, all of heads I'm going to take a drink of my apple cider here, get ready to speak with Dina, and I'm going to release the reins to the D-team because we're going to continue getting spooky, getting scary with our second annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. And remember, tune in all month long. Because all month long we have special guests and Halloween fun here at the show. Be right back, LBD heads.
0: And now, a Disney on-demand memory.
7: Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I want to share with you one of my favorite Disney Halloween memories. It's 2010, and we took a family trip to Walt Disney World the first part of October. We, of course, couldn't miss Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. My son Eli was four at the time, and he had decided to dress up like Buzz Lightyear. We were in Tomorrowland, and we glance over between the Carousel of Progress and Space Ranger Spin, and there he is. Buzz Lightyear having a meet and greet. The line is fairly short, so we decide to go for it. My son gets so excited as it gets to his turn. As he approaches Buzz Lightyear, Buzz really starts hamming it up, giving him high fives and thumbs up to show his approval for Eli's costume. The smile on Eli's face said it all. It was a priceless moment, and it's still some of my favorite pictures ever. Happy Halloween, d
2: And spiders, tail of a rat Call in the spirits wherever they're at Rap on a table, it's time to respond Send us a message from somewhere beyond Horn toads and lizards, fiddle and strum Please answer the roll by beating a drum Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween, Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond, Let there be music from regions beyond, Harpies and furies old friends and new, blow on a horn so we'll know that it's you wizards and witches wherever you dwell give us a hint by ringing a bell hi
4: everybody this is Greg Pruips your old pal from Whose Line Is It Anyway and you're listening to Disney On Demand cause like that Which, which
0: is which? Can you tell me, please, oh, which, which Which is which? which?
4: Is it me, or do they all look alike? The one is on a broom,
0: and one is on a bike. Which, which which is is which? which? They've all gone crooked noses. Which, which Which is which? which?
4: Which? (laughs) They're all in basic black. Which, which Which is which? And a stack of bat wings for snacks. I think that they should all wear numbers on their back. Which, which is
0: which? It's just so confusing.
4: Which, which is which? I think I may be losing.
0: and go, which, which is which. They all boil and bubble, potions at fork at night out in the park, doing, doing dances, dances in the park.
4: Excuse me, ma'am, uh, uh, are you Esmeralda? No, that's Esmeralda over
1: there. Of course, they sure do look alike. Uh,
4: hi, <laughs> are you
0: Esmeralda? uh uh-uh, no, but
4: I've got a nice recipe for Elsie's stool. <laughs> Come on, Goofy, let's get out of here.
8: Hey D-heads! How exciting! We're getting so close to Halloween and Disney is going all out this year. I've seen all the spooktacular pictures of the parks, all dressed up in their Halloween gear. we have got Mickey, Minnie and friends, all definitely showing their fun and ghoulish sides. (laughs) I bet everyone is just dying to be there. I sure know I am. Well, To give everyone that bit of Halloween hit when they can't quite make it to a Disney theme park, we have started our Halloween shows. I remember how much fun they were last Halloween and can definitely say that I am honoured to be a part of the Spooks again this year. (laughs) Just so all you American D-heads know, we don't really celebrate Halloween in Australia this has always confused me, as the celebration traditionally comes from England, our mother country. Hmm. Nonetheless, it isn't really that big here, but I still do have memories from my few years spent in the US as a kid. And I love, love, loved Halloween to pieces. I especially love how much Disney gets into the festive spirit. There are so many fantastic Disney Halloween themed movies and attractions. Just like The Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Well, let's get down to business. This week's special guest is a gorgeous actress and voice actor, Dina Waters. We are so lucky to have her with us today, especially since she has lent her acting talents. Disney's Haunted Mansion film alongside Eddie Murphy. How great is it that Disney was able to bring another attraction to life, in another form. (laughs) Something similar to what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. And we all know how awesome that is. (laughs) We all love the Hall of Dancing Ghosts and the Tombstone Barbershop Quartet. Not to mention those awesome little doom buggies. <laughs> well, the film, The Haunted Mansion, is just as fun. And I have to say that this is because of this week's special guest. <laughs> Among other hard-working Disney family members, of course. Now, beyond the Haunted Mansion film, Dina has also appeared in Disney's remake of the hilarious story of well, magical body swapping, I suppose, Freaky Friday. (laughs) Now, here is some more information on this week's special guest's personal life. I always love getting to know some background info on the members of Disney family. (laughs) Born in Columbus, Ohio, Dina's birth name was Spivey, I believe, and she took the name Waters upon her marriage. She is actually married to director Mark Waters, who, by the way, directed a few of the films that this week's special guest has appeared in, including Freaky Friday. Now, Dina is a stage-trained actress and has been revered as fantastic at portraying off-center characters. (laughs) How awesome. Those straight-up characters, we just have too many of them so it's wonderful to have a special guest that's known for playing unorthodox characters (laughs) well I think it's pretty cool now back in 1992 Dina won a daytime Emmy Award for the leading role of an underage teenager in the fact-based HBO special Life Stories Families in Crisis Public Law 106 and the Becky Bell story. Critics have praised Dina's versatility, celebrating her trademark comedic energy and her convincing emotional moments at the same time. Now, how did this week's special guest earn her accolades and her long string of celebrated works? Well, she studied acting at Ohio State University and also went to Rutgers University before beginning her career on stage. Now, outside of Disney, Dina has lent her talents to a range of films, including Just Like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon. She actually played Reese's protective married with kids sister. And Dina also appeared in the first Wives Club, as well as that classic Demi Moore film (laughs) Striptease. Dina has appeared in more than 20 films. Talk about diversity and a busy, busy actress! Wow, this week's special guest also appeared in a range of popular films, like Denzel Washington's thriller John Q, back in 2002, and Isn't She Lovely? I love that Dina has such a great versatility, going from thrillers to comedies to dramas. It's pretty impressive. And I'm always so impressed by the Disney family members. On the small screen, Dina has appeared in shows like Six Feet Under as Tracy Montrose Blair. This is a much-loved character. And some even say that Dina plays the heart of the show and it wouldn't be the same without her charm. Around this time, Dina also appeared in so many fun shows, including a role on the series Cold Feet and a recurring role opposite Tony Shaloub on his sitcom Stark Raving Mad. Also, Dina appeared in the ninth season premiere of Frasier, playing Nanette Guzman, who, for those of you who don't know, is Fraser Crane's first wife. She later starred in the acclaimed series Remember When, for which she and the rest of the cast were honoured with a Screen Actors Guild Award nomination for an outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series. That's pretty special. After appearing in a range of the popular TV shows like the ones I've just mentioned, Dina's performance in the raunchy television puppet show, Greg the Bunny, proved that even with her fabulous career, and a career that was indeed catching fire, she is still a good human actress, and retained her funny bone, which is really wonderful. This week's special guest has also appeared in great comedies like Just Shoot Me, and even the Friends spin-off, Joey. Oh, and I have to mention, Dina appeared in an episode of The X-Files. Did I say she was a versatile actress? (laughs) Because this week's special guest definitely is. On stage, Dina has performed in a wealth of Broadway and off-Broadway productions, including five women wearing the same dress. (laughs) This play earned Dina a Theatre World Award for Outstanding New Talent. (laughs) That is pretty cool. Other onstage performances include plays like Blue Light and The Shawl. Critics also proclaim that Dina's talent and passion for acting can offer up a kind of depth that makes her performances always a lot more memorable. Well, with all these film, television, and stage appearances, I can safely say, thank you, Dina Waters. Without you, Disney definitely would not be the same.
0: You are cordially invited to the historic Gracie Manor where there's room for the whole family.
7: Hello? Is anybody here? We're the Everest from Everest and Everest Real Estate.
5: Master Gracie wishes to discuss his affairs Over dinner.
0: This house has a bit of history to it. And this history haunts these walls. I don't think it's a good idea to put that information on the listing. People love bathrooms. We should play up the whole toilet angle. I think that'd be best. (laughs) From Walt Disney Pictures.
4: What happened here, Mr. Gracie? Do you believe in ghosts?
0: (laughs) No clue from the past.
5: She looks like mom.
0: Interesting. No message from the future.
5: I am Madame Leota,
9: seer of all.
0: That's great. What is that? Can prepare you for an adventure.
3: Find the key that must be found.
0: That was easy. From the beyond.
7: Hey! I'd really rather stay on the ground. Can I stay on the ground, please? Oh! This
4: is no time to panic. Don't panic!
0: Get ready...
3: Hold on! With what?
0: ...for the ride... Ah! ...of your afterlife. You'll kill us all! Some of us are already dead! (laughs) Eddie Murphy.
5: Dark spirits from the grave come forth.
0: Don't you make no dark spirits come out while I'm sitting. Wait till I leave before dark spirits come out. The Haunted Mansion. I'm D Heads for a Disney Halloween treat, the annual not so scary Halloween celebration, only on DizRadio.com. Happy Hallowishes, everyone. <laughs> Camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special
1: guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of you Disney fans, also to all of you who love television, films, and more. You see her face everywhere, everything from The Haunted Mansion, shows like Six Feet Under, and many others. We have none other than Dina Waters here with us this week. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Oh, thanks. Jonathan. Uh, It is our pleasure having you on. You know, with October and Halloween around the corner, we asked all the listeners, you know, who did you want to get on the show? And for some reason, your portrayal in the Haunted Mansion with Disney uh, tend to just make everybody laugh, have fun, and, you know, your name got brought up many times. But before we jump into that, I guess, you know, your entire career of acting and all that kind of fun things, I guess, what took you down that road of, uh, you know, wanting to be an actress? You
9: know, I started out as a child dancer. And, um, you know, it's funny, back when I was little, back in 1977, I actually auditioned for the revival of the Mickey Mouse Club that was on the air at that time, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, the one with Lisa Welchel, you know, who later went on to The Facts of Life, but I auditioned for that. I didn't get on the show, but I came very close, and um, from there, I just continued musical theater and then theater in high school, and it really was just stepping stones and, 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 studying in college, and then I moved to New York, did lots of theater and Broadway, and then made my way out to
1: California. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, like you said, it is the stepping stones, and you keep working your way up, and, you know, you were part of a variety of different shows that everybody knows, you know, from X-Files, you know, CBS School Break specials and whatnot, you know, but back in 98 with Men Behaving Badly, which was a great show, you know, you were on there for 24 episodes playing Brenda. What was it like landing uh you know, a role on television which is very high paced and, you know, turnaround is very quick. Uh you know, what was it like, I guess, getting that kind of role on this kind of show that, you know, everybody did love. It was it was a great show.
9: Oh, thanks. Yeah. It was really exciting. It was I think I was in Los Angeles for about one month literally when I got uh, the part to just uh, come as a guest star for one episode and then I kind of got along with everyone, they thought it was really funny, so they asked me back for another episode, and then another, and it really did just build into a series regular, which was fantastic. I loved that cast, it was really funny writing, and, and it was very much like theater, which I was um, used to, because I had done about a decade of theater in New York prior, prior to the show, so I felt very comfortable with that, that whole um, atmosphere and a live audience and all of that
1: it was a lot of fun well you know definitely and it is different than you know doing film and whatnot like you said being in theater live audience and you know a show like that you know that late 90s you know that was a prime time for television in my opinion a lot of great shows came out at that time and you know is is that the kind of thing where you know I've had a chance to catch a show you know on reruns here and there Uh, is it the kind of thing where you look back now and it it is that nugget where you know it's that stepping stone where you feel really proud
9: I sure, I sure am proud of that. I mean, it 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 was very similar to what my theater base, like I said, but just filming in front of a live audience. It was just very exciting. I mean, um, we did that, and I did that on Just Shoot Me, and then Fraser. I played Fraser's first wife, Nanette, and um, then a show called Joey. And it seems like that kind of um, multi-camera. you know filming in front of an audience is very rare these days a lot of time it's just a single camera um, nowadays with the comedy but back then in the late 90s that's that's all there was is the multi camera with the audience so I'm, I'm happy that I
1: got a chance to do that. Well, definitely, you know, and, you know, and looking at your TV resume here, you know, one of those other shows out there that was quirky and funny, of course, was, you know, being part of Greg the bunny, which, uh, you know, has a huge cult following to this day. I mean, that show was unique. It was different. And the humor was hilarious. Um, you know, when you read the script and said, Hey, you know, we're going to get involved with this. Was it something at first you had to think twice about because of the kind of show it was the kind of humor?
9: Oh, no, I didn't have to think twice at all. I love Greg the Bunny. It was created by Dan Milano, and he's such a funny guy. And I I knew whatever he was doing, I wanted to be a part of it. It was with a bunch of puppets, and they were so funny. And the way we filmed it, it was interesting. The sets were about five feet off the ground. And so um, you had to actually walk up on a huge platform, and then the the actors who were doing the puppets could stand up straight and, and kind of put their arms with the puppet through the bottom of the set. But it was so funny, and they were they're just, like, such comedians, too. And, like, we would continue talking in between each take, and, but they would keep, um, you know, opening the mouth of the puppet. So if anyone was just walking by, it looked like I was just talking to a puppet. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a blast, and I, I'm so happy... Be a part of that show, and um, and I still get a lot of fans from that show come up and say, "Why, why didn't it run longer?" But I, it was before Avenue Q, and all it was is a little more popular than um, a venue right now, so.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and Greg the Bunny, like you said, it is the kind of thing where, you know, fans, you know, are coming up to you as well. And, and his, it has that, that chunk of television history that, like you said, it, it was funny. It was different. And, you know, that made me to think, you know, you're talking about how, you know, you're sitting there talking to a puppet as it appears or whatnot. You know, I can only imagine um, all the off-air humor that probably went into to the crowd behind making this.
9: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of laughs. In fact, I, I think um, on the DVD, I do think there's some outtakes Um, of just the the puppets going off on, you know, whatever actor is in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) They were pretty funny.
1: Well, you know, moving into, uh, I guess, let's go to film for a little bit here and uh, everything that you've done there. You know, you have a lot of great films under your belt. And, of course, I guess I know the Disney fans are waiting. So I'll touch base upon right away The Haunted Mansion, which, you know, great staple Disney attraction. It was a fun film, you know, great film for, you know, families. I mean, I show it to my children. Um, You know, when you read the script for The Haunted Mansion and wanted to get involved with this, is The Haunted Mansion like an attraction at Disney that you had a chance to ride before and you were a fan of it to start with?
9: Oh yeah, I just I love everything about the haunted mansion. I just love the gothic inspired set and just the all of the um, the thrills going through the ride. So I knew I definitely wanted to be a part of that movie. It's um in fact all of Halloween at Disneyland is is one of my favorite times of the year. I, I know that actually my family, my kids and I already got our tickets to um, Mickey's Halloween Party in <laughs> the <laughs> October. Um, but we love The Haunted Mansion, and it's one of our favorite rides. So I knew I, I wanted to be a part of that
1: movie. Well, you know, and like you said, you know, being part of, you know, Halloween, it's my favorite time as well. You know, all month long, we celebrate Halloween with my kids as well. And, you know, go to the Mickey's Not So Scary at Disney World. And, you know, the uh, gothic inspiration for The Haunted Mansion. You know, at first, I was leery as, how are they going to pull this off into a film? Now, your character in the film, you know, playing Emma, you know, you had such a, a great humorous role. I mean, there were such... I, I, you know, I don't even know how to put my finger on it, but it was the kind of thing where the moments would be intense, they'd be huge, and then you know, you guys would pop in and say one or two liners that would just break up the monotony and just make you laugh.
9: Oh, that's so nice. Thanks. Yeah, I loved playing Emma the maid. It, it's um, just the way it kind of um evolves through the movie. At first, when you see this maid, you think, oh, this is just kind of, might be a scary maid, but Turns out that I'm actually a ghost who has been trapped in the haunted mansion for about 150 years, and um, and I I loved teaming up with the kids, the Eddie Murphy's kids, to help you know lift the curse in the house. And we kind of played um, a little comic relief there with uh, also Ezra the Butler, who was played by Wally Shawn, who's also really funny, and it was great working with him too.
1: Well, you know, and looking at the film back, you know, when you had your chance with all the special effects, was it something that, uh, you know, watching it now, you know, seeing yourself as a ghost, is that still watching all the special effects? Is that still just as exciting for you as it is for anybody else watching a film?
9: Oh, yeah. I just loved it. I mean, uh, had I had amazing uh, kind of ghoulish makeup design um, designed by the, the wonderful, legendary Rick Baker. and um, and And we had to do a lot of green screen and kind of flying through the air so I, I have a gymnastic background and also and so it was kind of fun just to be hooked on wires and be you know like pretending like we're we're galloping through the cemetery I mean it was, it was so much fun and I, I just I, I loved every bit of it.
1: Well, you know, and sticking with, you know, the Haunted Mansion, I guess, and that kind of fun, you know, there are always talks of it getting rebooted again and whatnot. Now, the one thing that I really liked about the Haunted Mansion and you guys in there was it was a family friendly film. Now, you know, is that something that you were looking forward to? You know, did you want it to be more dark and scary or were you more excited that it is more of a, you know, almost Sunday night family movie? You know, like I said, I sit down with my children and watch it and it's a great Halloween family friendly film.
9: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I love about The Haunted Mansion, and not just the movie, but also the ride, is it is family-friendly. And I had two young daughters, and it's a movie I can watch with them. It'll be thrilling, but it's not going to give them any kind of nightmares. And and that's what I really liked about it. It's just that it's kind of fun for the whole family to enjoy together. I always tell people, if you like the ride, then you're going to like the movie. It's not too scary. It's not going to give you nightmares, but... It'll be
1: thrilling. Definitely. Now, you know, working on the set and watching back at the film, is there any part of the film that is your absolute favorite, whether that's a scene you were in or just watching back with any of your uh, co-stars or, you know, is there anything part of that film where you look back now and you're like, you know, that's just a, a great moment, great scene in the film that, that you love?
9: Oh, I, I really like, um, we had a lot of fun uh, playing with the kids, Eddie Murphy's kids, and um, played by Mark. John Jeffries, and, and his daughter is Ari Davis, um, they were so sweet, and just kind of um, having that scene where we they catch us in the attic, and we um, present them with cookies, and at first they're scared, but they want the cookies, <laughs> and then we kind of, it leaks out that there's a curse on the house, and then it's like the moment where they team up with us to help save the house and and lift the curse. So I think that's
1: probably one of my favorite scenes. Very cool. Well, you know, and moving along, I guess, in your Disney films, you know, being a part of Freaky Friday, of course, the reboot of Freaky Friday that was fun with, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it and all that kind of fun stuff. You know, I'm sure you had your chance to watch the original Jodie Foster version and, you know, being part of this uh, remake as well as, you know, um, your husband being part of this, I guess, uh, is it the kind of thing where you were really excited to see you know, Disney reapproach something that was an older film that you know now they could present all over again for a new generation of fans.
9: Oh, absolutely! I love the movie Freaky Friday. I love the original. I love the book. It's based on by Mary Rogers. Um, and I remember when my husband was offered it, I said, "You have to do this. This is one of my favorite books and movies. You have to do the reboot, and you better do a great job." So <laughs> I'm happy he did. Um, I, it was actually the first time I ever worked with my husband, um, Mark Waters, who is the director. And the, the role that I play, Dottie Robertson, um, was actually offered to another actress. Uh, I think it was Penny Johnson was the actress. But she had a recurring role on a television show at the time, and they just could not get her out of her contract. So literally, it was just at the last minute, he offered it to me, I and I jumped at the chance because you know I just love Jamie Lee Curtis so much, and and um and it was really one of the most fun scenes I've ever done in my career. She's hilarious and she's so sweet and so funny and has so much energy, <laughs> and so I'm really happy that. Um, one, the theme came out great, but I just, I love the movie. I absolutely love this movie and I love watching it with my daughters.
1: Well, you know, and, you know, being, you know, part of a comedic role, I mean, I have to say that it seems like, you know, comedy seems to, to be where you love to fit in more than anything. Is that something that, that you really enjoy? Just, you know, being part of things that are making people laugh and have a good time?
9: Yeah, I definitely, um, I've done a few dramas and those are nice, but for me, I'm happiest playing comedy. I just, I think that's the way to go through life, and even at home, <laughs> my, my kids say, Mom, you can turn it off. You don't have to be funny all the time, but I, I'm always looking for the joke, and I'm always looking to kind of make people smile. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I guess in playing those dramas and darker roles, I guess we can shift back to TV for a little bit. And a show like Six Feet Under, which, you know, has a huge cult following, you know, uh, released on DVD when it was, you know, airing, you know, and being part of that kind of show, which is definitely a different kind of humor and a different kind of darkness to it. Um, what was it like being part of a show that, you know, it's kind of dark and at the same time humorous all in the same?
9: Yeah, it was definitely like a dark comedy, which, um, I also enjoy, it was created by Alan Ball, who I worked with, um, I my very first New York play that I ever did um, in the, I guess, early 90s, uh, was written by Alan Ball, and he and I bonded at that moment, we were still temping, and, you know, I was a secretary by day and doing his play at night, and he was, I think, a courier, I can't remember what day job he had, and I remember... As bonding, th- thinking, well, won't it be nice when we just can write and act, and we don't have to have our day jobs anymore? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, and back, and then when I, by the time I came out to LA, um, my career had really jump started, and I was kind of having a wonderful career. And and he had just come off, I think, American Beauty, and um, and he offered me the part. I actually auditioned for the the other part um, of the of the love interest of Nathaniel, but um, I didn't get it. And he's like, "Hey, would you like to do this?" And, and once again, just like with men behaving badly, one episode turned into two, which turned into to six, and then had kind of just a wonderful creative arc for the entire
1: first season well definitely you know, and that's the kind of thing where i you know i look back and do you still get recognized for you know things like six feet under from its cult fan base I and mean, you know because you know the, the fans of that kind of show um they're relentless in terms of how much they know about the show love the show it has its huge circles do you still get recognized for that
9: i do i just got recognized last night <laughs> And <laughs> I was at a play and um, someone came up and said, were you like six feet under? And I said, yes. And they were like, that was my favorite show. And that character was one of my favorites. And I, I just find it so fascinating that, you know, it's been a couple of years now, but people, the fans, like you said, are big fans. They They still watch it and they still love it.
1: Well, you know, and being part of something like that has to feel great where, you know, it's these little nuggets in history that get this cult following that's going to carry on for years and years, you know, as your status, you know, people, you know, 20 years from now, when you when you get a cult following behind something that you're part of, you know, those fans pass it on and pass it on and pass it on.
9: I know. I just really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm so happy that to be a part of something that has, you know, really touched or moved people that they not only remember it, but. Um, recommend it to their friends too. It's it's so so nice.
1: Definitely. Now, I guess moving in back into film one more time, you know, let's uh, talk about something with which is one of my wife's favorites, and Just Like Heaven. There is something about that film that she loves. She thinks it's quirky and fun, and, you know, that kind of film with Reese Witherspoon, you know, it, it definitely was a fun take. I didn't know what to expect out of it when I sat down with my wife to watch it, but it really was a fun film. I guess, uh, you know, when you're approached, you know, doing that kind of film, how was it uh, working with such a cast that was great? And, you know, once again, another supernatural yet funny topic
9: yeah i just like heaven is one of my favorite movies that was my second collaboration with my husband mark waters but um unlike the first one figure friday which was just sort of offered to me i i did have to audition for this and not only audition but again and again there were several callbacks and um i worked really hard to get that role because i i just love that script it was um based on a book called If Only It Were True by a French author named Marc Levy and um, and I just love the, like you said, the supernatural element of it and just the, the story about the spirit of love and how, you know, love transcending all those obstacles. I just think it's so lovely and, and moving.
1: Well, you know, and it's the kind of film that continues on, like you said, where you like to make people laugh. You know, it's it's another one of those romantic comedies, and you know, it brings us smiles and everything else. And that whole thought of you know, love carries on forever is is always a theme that you know you always wish to be true.
9: Yeah, I agree, and and I you know I also love that it's set in the city of San Francisco, it, and it's just so beautifully shot. My my husband used to lived there, actually, and I know that he wanted to kind of make a love letter to the city, and he shot, actually, in a lot of our favorite locations there, like Cafe Trieste, which is one of our favorite coffee shops, and the bookstore there, Abandoned Planet, and, of course, the beautiful Washington Square Park, um, and a little trivia, too, the apartment that Reese Witherspoon uh, lives in, in the movie, um, it's actually in a neighborhood called Russian Hill. And the co-author, uh, Leslie Dixon, is a San Francisco native, and she actually lives in that actual apartment building that's featured in the movie. So I just think that's really cool. And, and I think it's beautifully shot. And um, I, I recently watched it with my two daughters, and they also loved it, too. Yeah,
1: it is a fantastic film. And like you said, being that uh, love letter to San Francisco, it has a lot of great shots because, you know, when you see movies that are taking place in a variety of different areas that have such a beautiful, great history behind it. You know, uh, your husband did a fantastic job capturing those locations. I mean, you know, the other film that I can think of that captured locations just that good was probably Vertigo from Hitchcock. So, you know, he really did a great job of, you know, capturing all the essence of what San Francisco really is. Oh,
9: that's so nice. Yeah, I'll pass that along to him he'll be happy you think so too
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you know and shifting now one more thing here in you know from television to film you know being in front of a live audience now how about voice work which you've done as well Um, how different is it doing voice work as it is to doing everything else that you've done so far in your career I
9: love doing voice work I just I love it. it basically because you can just show up at the studio and even if your hair is in bath, you don't have to go through hair or makeup or anything. You just kind of turn it on, and um, and that's really fun. And unlike and a lot of time, um, you can you can kind of be big on TV, but you kind of have to bring it down a lot for uh, film. But on voiceovers and and vocal performances on the radio or on uh, cartoons that I've done, you can go as big as you want. So you can be as big and silly and have a huge voice and nobody's ever going to tell you to tame it down, you know, (laughs) which is a wonderful
1: thing, you know? Right. And, you know, and voice work, you know, you can only imagine, you know, a lot of times I'm like, well, all right, well, they don't have to do makeup. So, you know, it's great. You stroll in, do your lines. Now, when you're doing voice work, do you uh, have to say a lot of the lines over and over again to just get it just right or that feel, especially with a show, you know, like Neighbors from Hell?
9: Yeah. I mean, it's not about getting it right as much as to just kind of, um, experimenting really and what was great about that show is we had a lot of times we had the animators in the booth with you so they may have thought they were going to draw it a certain way but then after hearing your voice they draw it a different way and that's really cool
1: now i guess you know stepping aside you have voice work you have television you have film now, do you have anything else currently in the works that you can uh, clue us into, or anything where we're going to be able to see you? I mean, we can already, you know, channel surf and find you on everything from Just Shoot Me, Six Feet Under, Frazier—you name it. We're, we're always going to see you on TV or in film. But is there anything else that you you have currently stirring in the pot that you can let all your fans in on?
9: Yeah, I just recently worked on the television series Modern Family. I play Manny's art teacher, and it's a really funny part. And um, I have a Parent-teacher conference with his parents, played by Sophia Varga and Ed O'Neill, and it's to discuss some of Manny's artwork, and um, which I think is a little inappropriate for school. So it's a funny, it's a funny character, and um, and possibly recurring. So um, that was fun, and the cast is super nice on that. So you can watch out for that
1: one. Oh, definitely. Well, and everybody loves Modern Family right now, you know, great, great series and comedy and, you know, humor in that. So I'm sure that we're going to be tuning in and all the Modern Family fans who are just as big as cult fans as six feet under, I have to say, are probably going to be, you know, having their eye out for you.
9: Oh, good. I hope
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. It was our pleasure having you stop in and chat with us. You know, great resume under your belt. You know, And, you know, with October right around the corner, it is something where, you know, all of the Disney fans out there definitely check out Haunted Mansion. And, you know, we'll always keep you open for anything else you have coming up in the works. And, uh, you know, do you have anything out there that you want to leave? One lasting impression for all of your fans. Any words of wisdom from Dina?
9: I guess... um, is that dreams really do come true, but you just have to work really hard and keep a positive attitude. I think that's the one thing of just tenacity and keeping positive and and surrounding yourself as much as you can with positive people who support you. That would be my one big advice to um, anyone who not only wanted to get into the business, but in any business.
1: Very good. I mean, those are true words, you know, for anybody, you know, definitely work hard and, you know, dreams do come true. Well, it was our pleasure having you on once again and, you know, good luck in the future. And I'm sure we're going to be seeing more from you, your husband and uh, many other things. Okay.
9: Thanks so much, Jonathan.
4: Attention all listeners, attention all listeners, Ajax, the terrible gorilla has just escaped from the city zoo, be on the lookout, this animal is a killer, and that is all, Brackenridge.
5: I'm the voice of Boogie Boogie, and I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand.
0: shovels, walks like a crane, nose sticks out like a weather vane, lean and lanky and skin and bone, clothes a scarecrow would like to own, but with the ladies he's right there, debonair and devil may care, he's no skitter, scatterbrain, not old Ichabod Crane. Ichabod, odd old boy, ichabod, that hobbledy hoy. Who's his own best pride and joy? Ichabod, ichabod, crane. Now who's the town's ladies' man? Who gets around like nobody can? Well, it has to be none other than Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Tonight at 87 Central, it's Halloween Town. Barney Cromwell's family can't be normal. <laughs> Because her grandmother's a witch.
9: Totally.
0: And she lives in Halloween Town, where it's Halloween all the time.
6: Halloween is cool.
0: Well, battling an evil shadow creature is just not normal. Oh, it's normal and vastly overrated. Find out more about Marty Cromwell's family's vastly strange powers. Powers? What powers? It's Disney Channel's original movie, Halloween Town. Tonight at 8, 7 Central, only on Disney Channel.
8: Here it is. They don't look like there's a Halloween party in there
9: though. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's go check it out. I'm not going in there. No,
6: me neither. I'll go. Be back in a minute. Ah.
5: You right. There's nothing
6: there. Maybe the party's on the next block.
4: Look. Hi, ghost fans. This is your on-the-spot reporter, tiptoeing through the creaky doors of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion to bring you another in-spirit interview. Hovering at my side is Granny Ghoul, former Peoria socialite and silent movie vamp. Hi there, big boy. Granny, you look absolutely inhuman. Thank you. This is my latest creation, a see-through bell-bottom bedsheet with big holes where my eyes used to be. Stunning. But tell me, Granny, is it true that this mansion is haunted by 999 ghosts? That's right, you brave devil. But there's always room for one more, especially if he's as spirited as you seem to be. Well, thanks, Granny, but I'm a human. Well, no one's perfect but you can visit any time. We're very friendly here. I wanted to ask you about that, Granny. What do you think of letting real people into Disneyland's Haunted Mansion? Well, they are kind of fun to watch, but all that yelling and screaming is spooky. Why, you'd think they'd never seen a ghost before.
1: All right, all of you D-Heads, well, that's going to close the mansion doors on show number 50 for the week of October 17th, 2013 here at Disney On Demand. I want to thank you once again for stopping in and helping celebrate my favorite time of the year, Halloween, as we continue with our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at the show. And I want to extend that very special thank you once again to Dina Waters for stopping in. Thank you for stopping in, chatting with all of us here at the show, and all of our listeners and D-Heads out there, and be sure to catch Dina on shows upcoming like Modern Family, and definitely revisit her classics like Just Like Heaven, Freaky Friday, The Haunted Mansion, and shows like Six Feet Under. Thank you, Dina, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron and Lexi once again for stopping in with their signature segments. You help make the magic happen here at the show. And with the help of the D-team, they make this show extra special magical for all of you D-heads out there. Be sure to connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com. So, all of you D-heads, before I let you in, as who we're going to welcome next week here at the show for show number 51 of our not-so-scary Halloween editions. And let me tell you, it's somebody who is very... Very exciting to, to have here at the show. But before I do that, I want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney on Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D I Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, and more, including our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300 plus television shows, movies, and more right there on the homepage. And that's all found right there at DizRadio.com. D I Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with with us all over the social media outlets on facebook at facebook.com slash disney on demand you can also friend us on facebook at facebook.com slash disney blue and that's b l u you can also follow us on twitter aol instant messenger instagram pinterest and more just search disney blue and yes you guessed it it's B-L-U. You can also connect up with us directly through our website at Dis Radio. Shoot us an email, give us some feedback, and let us know what you think of the show. What kind of guests would you like to have here on the show? And what would you like to get out of Disney On Demand? We make the show for you, and we want to hear from you. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, staying connected, it's Halloween. We're in the thick of it. Just a couple more weeks left of Halloween and our not-so-scary Halloween editions. So, next week, for show number 51, we're going to get Spooky. Maybe with some buddies in hand, because you know this guy from Spooky Buddies, Napoleon Dynamite, The Drew Carey Show, and more. Yes, we have Diedrich Bader stopping in here at Disney On Demand to celebrate Halloween. So get ready, all of you D-heads, for that. So, it's time to get those bags ready, continue making your costumes, and might I add, as I already mentioned, I got my costume well underway, getting ready as a ghost host. Yes, those ghost hosts that you see in the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parades... That's my costume for this year, and I'm stoked about it. So, with that said, never neglect family for business. And uh booty you, all of you D-heads. Catch you next week.
5: When well, the doors creak and the tombstones wake, Spooks
6: come out for a swinging
5: wake, Happy house. And don't try to hide Or
6: a silly spook may sit by your side
5: Shrouded in a baptist guard
6: They pretend to terrorize
5: grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize (laughs) (laughs) As the moon climbs high over dead old trees Spooks are right Come out to socialize When you hear the nail of a requiem bell. We're
6: close, clean where spirits dwell.
5: Wrestling's folded pool. Rise and spooks up every
6: size.
5: Rin grinning ghosts, come out to socialize. Rin grinning ghosts, come out to socialize.